This is the Marked Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heinemann. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you joined us today. Before we jump into today's episode, um, we want to let you know about something that has just come out. We're going to be talking about Mother's Day a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so um, some of you need to think, you're planners, you like to think ahead. We're just going to give you one inexpensive idea of something that I think your mom would enjoy, but you will probably also enjoy. And it is a devotional CD from Priscilla Shire. It's actually volume two. Um, there was already a vol- volume one that's out, but volume two is it's just $5. And it has a bunch of different, um, or 12 to be exact, different <laughs> clips from Priscilla's Bible studies and stuff like that, where you can just sit and for like eight to 10 minutes at a time, listen to um, just to some good teaching and just kind of some small snippets. Yes. And if you prefer to listen to your audio, not in CD form, maybe you have a new car that doesn't have a CD player. <laughs> or can, a computer that doesn't have a CD right, player like mine. Right. You could um, also download this as a digital download. So it's available either way on LifeWay.com. And we'll put that specific link in the show notes so you can get to it easily. Um, but we wanted to let you know about this because it's a great way to just hear some of the word taught from Priscilla, just like Mary Margaret said, a little bit at a time. And um, you can kind of just get a devotional thought each day as you listen. All right. So now on to the episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mark Podcast. We are so glad to be back with you. Hi. Um, we are super pumped because we very rarely get two people, like four of us talking at the same right. time. Right. But today there's going to be four of us chatting and, um, yeah. and we're really excited about our guest today. And one of them is our first repeat guest. I know she sure is. We yes. have Jackie Green and Lauren Green McAfee on the line today. So welcome to the podcast. Hey, Hello. thanks for having us. Absolutely. We're glad that y'all are going to chat with us today um, and just excited to dive into the kind of just some some fun topics and just interesting things as we um, are approaching Mother's Day, as mm-hmm. we're kind of in spring mode and, um, you know, just kind of looking ahead at what what the next couple of months have in store um, and just with some things that y'all are working on. But before we get to all of that, will y'all just kind of both introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves? All right. I'm Jackie Green and I'm Lauren's mom <laughs> and she's going to tell you about herself. But I'll tell you, I've, I have six kids. I've been married to my husband, Steve, who's the president of Hobby Lobby for 35 years this year. And um, life's very full and busy with six kids and, and four of them are married and we have four grandkids. And um, we also still are raising two kids at home and that are senior and seventh grader. Um, we have been very busy co-founding the Museum of the Bible, my husband and I, the last um, like nine years working on that big project, something that we never dreamed would be a part of our story. But um, we are very gra- grateful that it's uh, up and running and over one million people got through there last year. So uh, we've written two books now. My husband and I wrote this dangerous book and now Lauren and I have written Only One Life and we're working on this new Bible study we'll tell you about later. Yeah, and I'm Lauren McAfee. I am uh, the second of my mom's and dad's six kids. 
So I've got one older brother and then four younger sisters. So lots of girls in our home, mm. which was lots of fun. Love having all my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my husband and I have been married for nearly 10 years. And we met when we were seven years old in Sunday school. So wow. Wow. it was a great place to meet your future spouse, apparently. At least it was in my, in my case. <laughs> Seven years old. Um, But yeah, we've been married just about 10 years. We don't have any kids yet. And my um, husband has been on staff at a church um, since since he was in high school, actually. He had interned all through high school at different churches and has been on staff through as an intern in college. And then once we got married, he was a youth pastor and has stayed in ministry positions since then as well as worked for Museum of the Bible. And I got to work for Museum of the Bible for about six years in the first um, the kind of startup years, which was a lot of fun to get to do that alongside uh, my family. And now I work at the Hobby Lobby corporate office. So still working alongside family, which is fun, uh, just in a different area. So so we're getting close to Mother's Day, um, even though it's still April. It's still, yeah. you know, we're still not quite there yet. But like, but we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. The it's cards definitely... have changed over yes. in the card aisle mm-hmm. to Mother's Day. Yes. Let's just be honest. That happens fast. It really does. I know. <laughs> and so, you know, so I love the idea. And even when Elizabeth and I were talking about this episode mm-hmm. of just having a mom and daughter on together, um, just as we, um, you know, as we talk about Mother's Day, as we get ready for that. Um, but what what are some of the best ways, in y'all's opinion, to celebrate mom? especially this time of year? Well, there's a lot of emotion that comes with Mother's Day, I have to yes. say. Um, and, you know, there you just have to be prepared for it, I think, because so many of us may be dealing with wanting to celebrate, but then there's also the grieving that goes on. So mm-hmm. I'll talk about the celebrating first. Um, you know, it depends, I think, on the mom and, uh, and our love languages. I'm very much into, you know, like trying to, get to figure out each person in our family. And, you know, now we've got the Enneagrams and we're working on trying to figure out each other that way too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we all have things that, that, um, fulfill our bucket more than others. You know, um, it might be that we really just want quality time and it may be that you're a person that that gift really means a lot, uh, or the card means Mm -hmm. a lot. The words of affirmation, you know, um, that mom's, are not often recognized for the sacrificial ways that they love and give to their family. And so I think it's a great time to um, have the words of affirmation that hopefully they're getting their, their hugs and their physical touch every day. And um, what am I missing, Lauren? Yeah. The, you know, the service. Yeah. Access service. service. <laughs> give that every day, you know, and so uh, it's kind of nice to have maybe your family bring you breakfast in bed. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think there's so many ways to celebrate, but it depends on the individual mom what really yeah. floats their boat, so to speak. And um, I think for me, um, I think the, the words of affirmation really mean a lot, but the acts of service too. So um, that's my personal. Yeah, this is very helpful for me too. <laughs> right. Okay, hearing with the reminder of, okay, how can I love my mom well going into my yes. house? Take some notes. Thanks for doing podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, like mom said, I think there are so many ways that we can recognize and celebrate moms and 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 even the women in our lives that have just been mentors and spiritual mm-hmm. mentors, even if they're not your biological mother, there are a lot of uh, spiritual mothers out there. And, and I think it's a great opportunity to recognize and celebrate both biological mothers and grandmothers 
um, as well as just those women that have invested in us. And so, you know, whether that's a card or uh, some kind of note or a little gift or baking something, I mean, it can be lots of different ways that we recognize and appreciate our moms and women in our life that have made an impact. Mm -hmm. And I love that Mother's Day reminds us to appreciate those because as mom mentioned, mothers can often get overlooked for all of the work that they do because it's a lot of small things throughout the day that culminate in being one massive job as, as mothers. And to it, it's important to take the time and recognize uh, all of those little things and recognize the significance that women have in investing in the next generation. And um, right. so it's, yeah, it's good to be thoughtful about that. Yes. And I love how you talked about mothers that aren't necessarily biological mothers. Um, one of the things that I love about Gloria Furman wrote Missional Motherhood, and we have a Bible study on it. And one of the things I love about that is she talks about mothering as a verb instead of always being a noun. And she says that all women are called to be mothers in some way if we're Christians, because we are discipling um, other women. And that is a kind of mothering, you know. And so we do have all these different mothers that we um that speak into our lives in different ways. Um, and so I think it is, it would be so cool to, to send those, those women a note as well on mother's day, just Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you because they may or may not have biological children who are celebrating them or adoptive children that are celebrating them. Um, so that, that may be their only like mother's day present, but they are still a mother in your life. And so I think that's, that's a good point that you made. My, my mom's best friend is one of those that I've called her yeah. my aunt, my aunt Glenna, my whole life, mm-hmm. or since I was five, and um, and she's never had kids, and so I send her a Mother's Day card every yeah. single year because she's been like a mom to me, awesome. and and so just keeping those those kind of women in mind too mm-hmm. when when Mother's Day is hard sometimes, yeah, um, or when they're just you know not feeling it the way that that culture and society tell us to feel right. on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I am so grateful for. Thinking about my own church context uh, on Mother's Day Sunday, I'm so grateful that my pastor will always make a point to recognize the mixed emotions of Mother's Day and yes. the great joy and celebration of mothers and rightfully should be celebrating the, the dedication mm-hmm. of her work, but also recognizing that it can be a difficult day for um, those that have possibly lost their mother mm-hmm. and, or not had a strong relationship or a difficult relationship with their mother, um, as well as those who long to be mothers and haven't been able to have children, whether because of um, singleness. And I have a lot of single friends who long for motherhood, but that's not been um, an opportunity for them yet, as well as um, in my own experience, childlessness through infertility, um, as well as per- trying to pursue adoption for six years. And for, for many reasons, that just hasn't worked out. And God's closed doors on that. But um, there are lots of mixed emotions. And so for me personally, I've just been very grateful to be on the childlessness end of it to see the the recognition and the compassion from uh, from our church uh, staff of kind of recognizing that it can be a difficult day, but not wanting to take away also the opportunity to really recognize and celebrate moms. So I think it's a it's a delicate balance that I, I think is really important to be thoughtful about um, mm-hmm. as we go into Mother's Day. And I'm grateful to have had kind of the thoughtfulness ma- uh, modeled for me in my church. Yes, we were talking about that actually when we were talking about these questions for the episode and how our pastors both do a great job of that as well. Mm-hmm. Just like you kind of have to acknowledge it because like you said, there are so many women that for whatever reason, Mother's Day brings up feelings of pain. And so you do have to acknowledge it. But at the same time, we want to celebrate 
um, the mothers that are doing all of this mothering that is such a, a difficult sometimes task to do. And we want to celebrate that rightfully so. Yeah. And that kind of leads us into our next question. How do we offer grace and encouragement when motherhood doesn't look the way that we thought it would? Mm-hmm. I love that question. And I feel like it can apply in so many areas of life because mm-hmm. I mean, life just does not end up looking like what we expect it to right. in <laughs> areas. <laughs> so I think that kind of learning the to have grace and wisdom through as we navigate our lives is something that regardless of the stage of life can be helpful. But in looking at kind of how we walk through motherhood, you know, I've not had that personal experience, but I've watched so many of my friends who are just entering that stage, um, who have had, you know, their first or second child now and are wrestling through figuring out the balance of, you know, all of the responsibilities they had in life as well as being a good mom and wife. And, um, I've just seen a lot of, um, growth in my friends and just their understanding of grace and not having perfect, perfection as the goal. And I'm so grateful to have kind of watched that so that hopefully if I do have children someday, um, I have that example of, you know, friends that realize they're not going to have the like Instagram picture perfect (laughs) moments every day all the time. Uh, That's just not reality. And to walk in grace and knowing that God um, has different seasons for each of us. And some of those seasons as moms are crazy and loud and messy (laughs) and you're just trying to survive through the day. And, um, I've loved watching my friends, um, kind of step into that and rely on God in new ways that has been really beautiful to see. Um, and, and, and two, just considering the joy of the opportunity to get to invest in the next generation and, um, the awesome, um, responsibility that that is that God has entrusted lives, um, to mothers to get to invest in them. And so it's not going to look the way we always expected it. And for my story, it hasn't looked the way I expected it. 10 years into marriage, we, my husband and I, um, always thought we'd have a bunch of kids by now, but, um, we do hope someday, but in the meantime, we're making the most of our season to invest in others and invest in um, our friends that are parents and their kids as, as we can in order to um, be spiritual parents and spiritual aunts and uncles to the, the yeah. children that are around us in, in our lives. I love that. So my answer, you know, is completely different probably from Lauren's because, you know, as my daughter, she has her own story. Right. But as her mother, I have a very different story. And, um, you know, my, our journeys in life have been very different. I had six kids and, um, five biological, one adopted. And, um, you know, I think about the young mommies and I actually homeschooled for, um, 13 years collectively too, with my kids. So I, um, I want to talk to the young moms that are home with their kids all day and, and, you know, in our society, we often can look, as Lauren mentioned, to Instagram and social media and see all these moms doing these great things and their days are great and happy and their kids are perfect and everything's going just the way, you know, they they want it to look. But, you know, that's just the way it looks. There is reality to motherhood. And I think so often we can get discouraged in motherhood to feel like, um, those mundane tasks that we do every day don't really matter. We're not doing things that really are significant and, and we're not leading them maybe the way we wanted to or thought we would. And everybody's picture of motherhood 
is going to be different than, than the reality. And, um, you know, I, I have been parenting now for 20 years. I have a 32 year old down to a 12 year old. And so, um, you know, in those 20 years, my motherhood experience has looked very different, um, even just with the, the decade that I'm parenting, you know, and and so I'm still learning new things. But I want to give some encouragement to moms to just really trust God to help them through each and every day and know that they're planting seeds and they have opportunity to be a light and a witness to those kids every single day. And they're shaping that legacy story that's going to stay on long after they're gone with their children and, and then eventually their grandchildren and so forth. And um, to not be discouraged and embrace every day and every moment that they have with those kiddos. So that's that's just something I want to do is encourage the mommies that are home with the kids every day that they are doing something that really matters. Absolutely. And um, and I think that's what we've got to continually recognize is that everybody's story is different. Right. And whether moms are called to be at home, to homeschool, to send their kids to public or private school, to mm-hmm. work, you know, to whatever it looks like, um, or just to step into the lives of some families that are near to you, whether they're your blood family or just friends that you right. love dearly, is just that we're all called to do something and mm-hmm. um, and to step into that story, you know, that God has for us right where we are. And, um, and that's where we see a lot of life happen is that mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't look the way that we thought, but we just have to go, Lord, like I trust the way that you're working these things out. And so I love how both of y'all have different perspectives on mm-hmm. this, but both are so right in where they are of just going, Lord, let's just, you know, with what we have right in front of us, with what you've given us, let's honor, honor you with that. And and I love Jackie, just how you mentioned the word legacy. Yes. And we're going to use that as a segue to go on <laughs> our next question, because y'all have just written a Bible study on legacy and a book on legacy. And so We'd love just to talk about the Bible study um, of just, you know, the legacies of women in the Bible and throughout history and all of that. And so, like, tell us a little bit about the study and then how do women today leave legacies of faith? How does that look? Yeah. So mom and I uh, originally wrote a book last year called Only One Life, and we did 36 mini biographies of women from the Bible, from history and from modern day. I'm just looking at the ways women have uh, invested in kingdom legacies. And so we're so excited about the Bible study that's now coming out called Legacy that we'll be focusing on specifically the women in the, in the Bible. And it'll be a six-week study. And we got to do video vignettes that go with each of the weeks. And those were filmed in the Museum of the Bible. So in the museum, we get to highlight some of the women who have had an impact on whether it's Bible translation or um, having manuscripts commissioned, just really neat stories of how women have furthered this legacy of, of loving the Bible and knowing the Bible, as well as diving into who are women in the Bible who have shaped a legacy. So throughout the Bible study, you'll get to be introduced to some of those women in the Bible and studying their stories, as well as just other characters in the Bible who lived out um, a faithful legacy um, and were obedient to following God's calling in their lives. And we, uh, so we get to kind of throughout that bring women along in the journey and and ask them to consider how God would have them to use their context and their story to shape their own legacy because we each have an opportunity to make a difference in our own world, and that doesn't mean having a big platform or lots of followers or you know these things that we can look to as 
the ways that we can have impact, but we each are impacting lives every day. And we're each called to be a part of what God is doing in um, his redemptive cause. And so how can we each in our own context, be a part of what God is calling us to individually, to be obedient to him and to serve his kingdom where we're at. And so we want to, um, yeah, just encourage women to be intentional, to think about how they're serving God's kingdom exactly where they're at. Mm. Yeah. And one of the things I was able to be there for the taping, the Bible study taping, and then I also have read a copy of Legacy before it went to the printer. And, um, one of the things I love about it is the women that are highlighted that I had never heard before, mm-hmm. but have clearly left a legacy of faith in various ways, whether it is through mentoring somebody or there's one woman that is her stories told briefly in the Bible study that she has foster parented. Like, I don't even remember how many kids, just so many kids. And they all um, still remember and call her grandmother and all of these kinds of things. Um And so, and I had never heard her name before. So it's like various ways that people have, some women have written books, some women have, you know, helped um, other bigger figures of the faith or not bigger, that's the wrong word, but um, more popular, I guess, figures of the faith that we know, but we've never heard this behind the scenes person before. And so I just loved hearing all those different ways that women have left a legacy of Christ um, in their lives and in other people's lives whether that and a lot of them have done that through mothering and then some of them have not. And so that was just a really interesting um, thing for me to read about. And I really it really encouraging and also challenging, I think. That's awesome. You know, and and in hindsight, like after this Bible study releases Mm -hmm. and it gets into the hands of women um, who are going to walk through it, if y'all had to say, you know, like if say somebody walks up to you a year from now and has finished the Bible study and says, oh my goodness, like I loved walking through this Bible study on legacy. It helped me fill in the blank. You know, what would your, what would your hope be of what a woman would say as a result of having finished this study? I think for me, um, first of all, just knowing that it caused them to think and pursue um, a more deep relation, deep relationship with Christ and knowing that their life um, you know, is an opportunity that, that, you know, we believe life is created by God, that God put us all on this earth for the purpose. And we all have different gifts and talents and resources that we bring to the table. And we each have our own opportunities that, um, we come across every single day. And if they would just realize that, um, they can look to God for the direction for their life and that purpose and, and help them to be, um, more bold and courageous, you know, to use their life for good and to realize that uh, even just the little things that they do have an impact and they have an influence on the people that are surrounding them every single day, whether it's at the grocery store, their neighbor or the children that are in their home or at their church or a community group um, that just take hold of life by the, by the horns, so to speak. (laughs) And and uh, just really embrace it and use their life. The one life that we all get, you know, each of us just 24 hours in every day to use them all for good and for God's purposes. And just knowing that they would have such fulfillment uh, when they come to the end of their journey and realizing their legacy story is going to live outlive their life and uh, have an impact that they may never know like we read about so many of the women in the Bible and in history, um, they, they just, they didn't never know the impact that they had on others and the influence that they, 
um, were able to have, but they just took um, and embraced every day and used it for the fullest. Mm. I love it. That's awesome. And I think I'm just excited to see um, women think forward that way. Mm -hmm. And because I think Mm -hmm. so often it's easy to take a Bible study or just anything that we're doing and look at the immediate right now effect of it. And I love that this causes us to think way beyond just the right now um, to the long term, to the to the true legacy piece of all of this. And so I'm I'm just excited to see how the Lord uses it. Me too. Yeah. And that's such a good point. And in in the study, we kind of talk about what we mean by legacy. And it's very much that looking forward to the future of mm. kind of what is it that we're investing now that will outlive our lives yeah. and so kind of wanting to think about the future in a way that helps us live most intentionally, um, now for, um, for following God's, God's purposes in our life. And, and so uh, hopefully that will be something that women draw from this is that they, are investing in things now, even if they seem insignificant now, they, they can have a long-term impact. And so, um, one of the, the things that I love is just the, the unique, uh, stories that are in the Bible are all exactly that they're unique. Mm-hmm. They're each of these women had a different context. Uh, they had a different, um, call for where God placed them and what God was asking them to do. And they walked in obedience. And so even though they had such different stories, both the modern day women that we kind of give little glimpses of, as well as the women and the men in the Bible, um, even though they each had different stories, they they all followed God fiercely with um, obedience and conviction. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the uh, uniting thing among them that we just want to highlight is um, just that complete dedication to God to walk wherever he has led you. And um, I love that God uses each of the individuals we highlight uh, in a different way to shape a significant legacy and to impact people for generations. And so some of the people we highlight are still impacting our world today through yes. the legacy that they've left and the influence they've left on on those that have lived beyond, th- that lived after them. Um, so it's, I think it hopefully will be an encouragement to to individuals if it's a mom who's just changing diapers and staying home with the kids and feels like, that they don't know if what they're doing every day is making a difference to show that those each of those small mundane moments, they do matter. Um, they're a string of a larger story of how God is shaping their character, shaping um, each mother through that dedication and learning to have patience and and commitment and and loving those those kiddos even when it's hard and as well as shaping the child that they're raising um, and so that's just one example of all the ways that you know whatever context we're in the small mundane things um, do have a part of our bigger story of shaping who we are and trusting. God with our circumstances and offering everything that we have open-handed to him in order to serve him and his kingdom, um, in order to hopefully make disciples and go on the fun adventure of impacting the world for his kingdom and his glory. Absolutely. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, 
I love just that the bigger story that we have to pull from and yes. um, and just so many women we can learn from. And so as we, we always ask the question, what has marked you? Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd love to give a little bit of a twist on that. Just, you know, who has left a, like, who has been one of the most influential women on each of your lives, you know, has left a, like, do you feel like you're walking in their legacy, whether it's one of those Bible characters or somebody, you know, that has been physically involved in your mm-hmm. life, but as you know, how has that changed you um, when it comes to, to what's marked you? I think for me, um, just the women that I have had come before me, my grandmothers and my mother have greatly marked my life. Um, they were thankfully all women that served God wholeheartedly and showed me how to live a life of faith in the Lord and, and, um, gave me the opportunity to have my own life of faith and, and showed me all about Christ. And, and, you know, I just, I'm so grateful to them because I feel like I stand on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, they, they gave me that opportunity. I know that everybody doesn't, but for me, I'm so grateful for that. I celebrate that. And, uh, I'm going to try to, um, do my best to pass that along for the legacy story that I leave behind. And I, I think it's important for all of us to re- realize that we each write that legacy story, whether we're aware of it every day. And if we could each take a hold of that and increase the opportunity for a bigger, impactful legacy story, um, I think that would be just wonderful. And um, so often we just get busy. We get busy and life passes us by. And so, you know, I like to say that busyness is the enemy of legacy. Mm. So just use our days well and fiercely protect our time to do the things that really matter. Uh, I think that that would be just so profound and impact our world and our culture. Yeah. And I think that, um, so to the two individuals that have marked me in a significant way are my parents. And so my, both mom and dad, um, have left such a legacy of a love for the Bible. Um, if people know my parents, even even closely or even from afar, they know that they are passionate about God's word. Mm-hmm. And so I, and that's, uh, even before that was kind of on the public stage, as far as them co-founding the museum of the Bible, that was being authentically lived out in our home. Even mm-hmm. uh, as I was growing up, I would see my dad reading his Bible every morning and my mom was memorizing scripture with me and my siblings whenever we were homeschooled. And I still have those verses memorized and can, can think of them. I think of them often. Um, and so that has marked my life in a way that has affected my entire life, um, because of the truth of the gospel that I came to find within the scripture. Um, as I grew up reading the Bible, I knew a lot about Jesus for a long time and the Bible characters, but then I, through scripture and the teaching of scripture in my church came to actually have a personal relationship with God and know God intimately. Um, and I'm so grateful for that legacy of scripture and, and just love for the gospel in scripture. So that has made a, a big mark on my life that I hope to continue to pass that legacy on to not only children that I hope to have someday, but um, just those that I get to encounter and disciple and invest in um, with my time. Because there are there are two things. This is, again, also something that I've learned from my parents as well as one of my grandparents is there are two things that we can invest in that are eternal. And that is God's word and the souls of men and women. And mm-hmm. so if I can invest in knowing God's word um, 
and then investing in in the souls of men and women, investing in others. Um, those are things that are significant legacy building activities because those are eternal things. They're not the temporal things that we could be wasting our time on today that won't matter uh, in even tomorrow or the next 10 years. Um, and so that has been the legacy that's been invested in me that I hope to continue to uh, live out and invest in others moving forward. So good. I know. So good. I know. Thank you both so much. And before we wrap up, I do have one question that may be the hardest question I've asked today. Not really, but just, just like, just sort of, (laughs) but you know, I have not yet had a chance to get to the museum of the Bible. Well, you should go. I know I should go. I would love to go at some point soon. Um, But you know, for those who haven't been yet, you know, for the women who are listening, what is, if you had to name your one thing that don't miss this while you're at museum of the Bible, what would that be? That is a hard question. <laughs> Not in my be. <laughs> oh, there's so many, uh, so many things that mm. people don't want to miss. Um, one, so I would say that my, I think, favorite thing at Museum of the Bible that I always tell people to be sure and experience is the Hebrew Bible walkthrough. Mm-hmm. So in the museum, we have three different, it's an eight floor, eight story building, but um, of the main exhibit floors, there are three floors that tell Um, kind of a theme about the Bible. One talks about the history of the Bible. So how did we get this book? One tells the impact of the Bible. So kind of how has the Bible impacted different areas of our world? And then the third is the story or the narrative of the Bible. So on that floor, on the narrative floor, we look at the Old Testament kind of in a high level overview to give kind of a summary of if you don't know anything about the Bible, here's kind of a 45 minute high level view of the Old Testament. And then we also give that for the New Testament. Mm. So this is on the narrative floor about the Hebrew Bible, um, the Old Testament. And it is a an experience where you walk through these different rooms and um, it's a 45 minute experience. You're hearing overhead kind of these stories of the Bible. You're experiencing them in the rooms and you're walking through. And it's just incredible and gives a really helpful summary of the Old Testament, which can often be thought of as a really difficult book to comprehend all the different aspects of it. And so it was, it was really helpful and, and very moving too, um, for me as a, as a believer to just have a better, um, picture and understanding of, of the old Testament as well as kind of helping understand that for the implications for the new Testament. Yeah. So I recommend that, um, as one of my favorite parts, but it's all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Well, I'm going to admit while she was talking, I kept changing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it's 430,000 square feet. It's it's a really large facility, and it's a very interactive, immersive experience there. I mean, it's just not what you might picture. It's not just a bunch of Bibles and cases. It, there's so much to experience uh, with the impact of the Bible and seeing people. Uh, I was going to say that, you know, you get to see people in real time, um, you know, sharing Bible verses on the wall. You see it come through and and uh, how it's impacting their life. I love the impact board, but I think my all time favorite would have to be the history floor because I love seeing the richness of the word in so many different ways and how the Bible just came about and and the transmission of the word throughout time and I think it gives me a deeper appreciation for the Bible that I have today, which, you know, I often use my version Bible app every, every day I'm looking on my phone. It's so handy. It's right there. But the, uh, the reality was a lot of people had to work really hard to get it to where we have it today. Yeah. And it's so accessible and so easy for us. So I think the history floor would be my favorite. 
All right. Well, thank you for answering that hard question right here at the end. I'll tell my favorite just to round it out. I really like the impact floor. So, (laughs) uh, and I wasn't planning on answering that question, but I just want to give the impact floor also some highlights because it really was my favorite because I love to see how uh, the Bible has impacted all these different realms of culture. Like it's more than just books, which we might obviously think of, or um, even religious institutions, but it's there's like a section on pop culture and where the Bible has come into pop culture and how all of that is impacted. And then, um, like you said, the the room where you go in and you can see in real time, like who's tweeting Bible verses and stuff. That was really cool to me as well. So I just I enjoyed the whole thing. But that was probably my favorite of the floors, which is oddly enough, the one that was not mentioned by y'all. So we just covered, we covered the whole thing. You should just go see it and go see all the floors. Yes. Just have to go. Yes. Absolutely. Well, and it's in the heart of Washington, DC. If you have not yet been like I have put it on your calendar, let's Mm go. And, um, but thank you both so much just for your work to, to make that accessible, Mm -hmm. um, to, to countless people and to let the Bible just stand for itself and do what God intended for it to do. And so we're grateful for both of you and we're so excited about your Bible study that releases on May 15th. We'll make sure to link to everything. It's available for pre-order now on lifeway.com. And we'll make sure that link is in our show notes for today but thank you both so much for being on the podcast yes thanks for having us it's been fun absolutely this has been another episode of the marked podcast and we will see you next time bye bye thanks so much for listening if you want to join in the conversation you can find us on twitter and instagram at mary margaret c and at ed Heinemann. use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us You can also find Life by Women on all social media channels at Life by Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifebywomen.com forward slash podcast. And if you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We will see you next time.